You are not me. I am me. I'm Jack. The lengths that I will... Are we recording? Sure. All right. You know what that means. Distance and your eyes, the Scully. light, the heat, your eyes, I am complete. What? Scully, you're supposed to introduce the show. Oh. The show. Oh, the show. Welcome to the booze. Uh, welcome to 10 dozen minutes of some uh, pretty amateur bullshit with uh, Jake and Mr. Scully and special guest judge. MC Frontalot. I was going to say Mariah Carey, but we'll take MC Frontalot. Special guest judge. I go by uh, Mariah Carey now. Mm-hmm. Good. I go by, by her. I go by her quickly. In the line, the lineup of people. Okay. Who I thought I'd you were like gonna say to I go by her albums. Attention. The oh. instant they come out, I wait in line at midnight for those release parties. That would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, how's it I, going, guys? Oh, it's pretty hey. good. We had a we had a KOL con. Drinky, that was, that drinky, was, drinky. That was pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. I should uh, I should not that we're gonna talk about them just yet, but I should bring up this uh, forum thread filled filled with questions. Mm. So we um. Did just have this whole weekend of drinking, and it's now spilled over into Tuesday. You know, I didn't drink any alcohol at all during KOLCon. While you were... Lying, just then. <laughs> ah. Mm. I remember, you know what, though? You got considerably boozier in previous Saturday nights, at least. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As I recall. Yeah, I think uh, because not doing the LARP this year, I was free to I was free to freak out a little bit. But like having done the LARP previous years, I just there is something in me that says don't drink too much. Don't drink too much on Saturday. Don't drink too much around a bunch of people who respect you. Ah, I see. Yeah. Wait until later so you can drink and get into political arguments with MC Front a lot because that's that was fun. Yeah, nights, would like you that, char- nights like that make me not want to drink. Would you characterize anymore? that as an argument? We were having like yeah. a, a talk. A discourse. A discussion. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's good yeah. for you. Good Solid. and good for you. It rocked me to sleep like a baby. Oh, good. You guys having that argument a good 15 feet from my head. Oh, yeah, right outside it, his window. The house that, we were in, that we're in is one of those that's really big and fancy, but is made out of styrofoam and Dr. Pepper. Everybody's really excited about that house. I don't know, man. I, I like that is it. what I, I would character. Right. I would characterize that house as a McMansion. Yes, yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that is not my style, bro. No, no, you got to go for the actual mansion. <clears throat> I just, I mean, I, like that house is probably more expensive and bigger than my house. It's sure. just, it's got no personality. No, it, it's a good rental house. Yeah, it's but it's it's like in a neighborhood of nearly identical houses. There's a gate. You got to type in a number to get into the thing, and then the robots come after you. Yeah, and yeah. then, yeah. You sh- the real only really shitty thing about that house is that the little safety net around the pool is totally melted. Yeah, it's got a bunch of holes burned in it. Piece of shit. Yeah, we've been over that. Watching but not on the radio. We yeah, yeah we kicked a... some tires and lit some fires. I sent Hot Stuff a couple text messages, and I said, well... The good news is they found a working propane tank. The bad news is we probably lost our deposit on this mm-hmm. rental house. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. What have you guys been up to since then? What? We worked a little today. Yeah. I had me the uh, karaoke night, Sunday night. That was good. How'd that go? Stayed out. Uh, I mean, we closed the bar down, and then I got a lift to a rock an after party and, and rocked the after party. I got ridiculously drunk at the karaoke's. Oh, yeah? All so right. We recorded right before that. Right. Yeah, happy birthday, Mr. Scullhead. Happy oh, birthday. Thanks, You're guys. halfway to 70. Halfway. <laughs> I'm never going to get to 70. <clears throat> Don't bullshit a bullshitter. I got I got him a birthday present today. It was. He got some comics. Got you a comic. Got me some Frank Millar. 
What, what kind of Frank Millar? The uh, the best thing he ever did. Which is? Electra Assassin. Also the best thing Marvel ever published. Okay. I, I'm not a nerd, so I don't know anything about comic books. <laughs> One of those two that, statements is true. I'm just going to set that down so that if people object, they can go fuck themselves. You guys invented a new game. We yes. did. It's a good game. God, that was fun. <laughs> describe describe this game to our, uh, here's, our here's wonderful listeners. Here's how it goes. <clears throat> you and whoever you're hanging out with sit around in public and have a you know medium to high volume discussion about something that is guaranteed to inspire nerd rage in anyone who's eavesdropping. Right. And it's called Trollver Herd. And they have to... You, you win when they come and get mad about or like try and argue with you now do you think this only works if you're the if you're the kind of internet celebrity that gets eavesdropped on actually we found out it's much harder if you're you know to some extent notable within the crowd because then people are less likely to come and like rage out and argue with you they'll come over and try like try their very best to like not get into a fight so give us give us an example it was fun to watch them nodding along yeah because, like, Adam started with, you know what I always thought was stupid about the Indiana Jones character? The fucking whip. Yeah, the whip. is the, What a dumb weapon. Why it's, would you have a whip You're not going to kill any guys with a whip. And, a gun is so much more effective. And after a little while doing that, a guy came up and said, well, we had a gun, too. At which point we laughed. Yeah, but use of that gun was cowardly. Right, yeah. right. It was retconned out because of its cowardliness. We had a. Uh, it's hard to play with a straight face. Matt and I were talking about how brilliant Celine Dion is, and <laughs> how compared to her singers of the past like Janis Joplin or somebody just couldn't compare. And one of the Canadian dudes came up and said, "Yeah, you're welcome, man. Celine Dion is so awesome. She's from Canada." And I said, "Okay, we'll take that as a win too. Like anytime, you, anytime anybody <laughs> takes you seriously." We had so many Canadian dudes at Con. Yeah, it was like an infestation. I'm sorry, Miss Johnson, it's Canadians. Man. You know what happened to Mrs. Johnson today? That being my mother? Some yeah. motherfuckers some motherfuckers pulled a truck into her uh, lawn and just drove off with a trailer that was in her lawn. There was a there was a trailer full of antiques that had been sitting in the side yard at my mom's house for like ten years. Mm-hmm. She got we, trailer jacked? Yeah. She it just got ripped off. It, it was trailer napped. What made them think that a trailer that had been sitting there for ten years was filled with valuables? I don't uh, my so my theory is that they did not know because she was talking about like I'm just going to call all the antique stores and you know mm-hmm. tell them she didn't even remember what was in it and I didn't remember what was in it like because it had been there for ten years. Um, I I think that it was probably stolen for scrap or for its value as a trailer mm-hmm. rather than because they believed that it had any contents. <clears throat> Those things are actually pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean, it was I like when I was I was looking into it, I was so close to taking that trailer off of her hands. Uh, three months ago but it turns out that the work truck is a little baby girly truck that cannot tow Uh it could tow that trailer but with only 300 pounds of contents before Uh it reached its towing limit Uh so like me uh, and uh me and a baby yeah you and a baby you Uh and a 270 pound baby yeah um but yeah not even the i mean i think the contents of the bed of the truck would have put it over its towing capacity and so we would have just been towing an empty trailer for no reason and I guess maybe one of the passengers could have ridden back there and had more fun in a totally dark, enclosed environment. Well, this is like a slightly larger, far more violent coffin. This is my idea of a good time. <laughs> I remember fondly when I was a kid, my parents would give me trailer rides. 
it uh so the the trailer had been sitting there with the tires flat for years and years and years but because i was considering taking it my grandpa right before i got there aired the tires up so that it was uh actually in shape to roll and they just they they did they rolled it indeed rolled it straight away hmm yeah she was she was distraught i had to i i was thinking about this and i was thinking you know Mr. Skullhead would know exactly what to do in this situation. There is a person that I care deeply about who is upset, and I have no idea what to do. Huh. I just kept trying to I kept trying to say, well, you know, there's nothing in there that we cared about enough to even look at for the last 10 years. So in the grand scheme of things, it can't really be that important. Right. I'm trying to I'm trying to use logic on her. Yeah, See, your normal your normal method for comforting and cheering a distraught person is, is to, to use tell logic. them to shut up. To use logic on them. Yeah, and then if that doesn't work, well, you, you know, can you're start trying yelling to make them, them feel less bad. Like, I understand that. But yeah, I am. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, it doesn't work on, a, on your distraught mother any more mm. than it works on an angry uh, security guard. Mm. I found that the... Uh, I've only recently learned that when a woman is upset, she would like someone to just agree with her to begin with and yes. then you can kind of back you down you do feel violated yeah no it well like when she got a bad haircut say that was so phenomenally bad and right before a wedding that she was supposed to be in and she was super upset about it like my instinct was to just say oh well that's it's okay i mean the the wedding is not really about your hair and then it's gonna look super pretty and don't worry about it but what she needed but what if to, her hair was the maid of yeah, honor? She was. What she needed to hear was, yeah, that is terrible. They shouldn't have done that to you. Right. Somebody should You just somebody you just should figured, go blow that shit up. Yeah, just just, just recently. Oh, and once you've wrong, said that, man. then she a, goes, Well, a, it's not that bad. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a yeah, this is a, a piece of, of dude knowledge that is um Nobody that is that hard one. It's so hard so she it's doesn't, hard to learn. She doesn't want you to explain how she doesn't want you she doesn't to, want you to explain how she's wrong she wants you to agree with her so that she can tell you you're wrong is that the fucking deal think yeah. about that if it were you which up, of no. those two would feel better because mm -hmm. yes when you when you are having when you are having a feeling a bad feeling it is not that nice to have someone come and tell you that your feeling is ill-founded. Well, it, no, is like more, when, it is more nice to simply bask in being heard and understood. And, and See, when I'm freaking out about validated. something, though, I would rather have somebody come and say, well, look, like you've got to get a little distance on this, dude. The, the fact that you accidentally pooped in a third, year, third grader's mouth is not really, you know, it's not even going to go on your record. Don't worry about it. And if somebody said, yeah, dude, that's terrible. You're totally fucked. That would make me feel worse. Not you're, right. that's terrible. You're totally fucked. See, it's, what I want That's hear, terrible. I understand why you're so upset about it. What I want to hear in that case is I have already untraceably murdered that third grader. <laughs> so th there's no way that this is ever going to come back. So you take the Winston Wolf approach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, murdering third graders is great. And... As dudes, we're all trained to be sort of solution-oriented, right? Yeah, I, oh, I, you're, you're not talking to a guy who hasn't read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I haven't read I that. know. I'm talking to that guy. You're not. Oh. <laughs> anyway. That's what it's about. It says men want to provide solutions, but women... So, uh, the, the, line, the line that made me feel like I was just never, ever going to be able to talk to women ever again was uh, un, unlike women men talk to convey information 
That was a line in that book. At As which point I was like, to... oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Did share emotional sure, bonding? Share emotions. Well, but from our point of view, the sharing of emotions is also the conveyance of information. Yeah, but not from theirs because it doesn't matter what they're saying. Yeah, because like a lot of conversation between women is just coasting and if, in and, the like embrace of talking to each other. And overhearing it as a man, you're like, what? What? But that's conveying ton- – there's tons of information encoded in that. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, verbal, but it's, but it's like oblique, hidden, encoded information. It's more sophisticated. But it's not encoded in a way that you could, like, write up a key, right? It's not – Oh, it's yeah, not you enco- could if you understood women. Yeah, yeah. Which you, you did. <laughs> so if you were a woman. Yeah. Hmm. If you were a woman – You know what we need to we'll talk to? Who wanted that. to explain it all you know, you know, to who, us. And I guess who. Could, that was that was offensive. You know who we who? need to talk to <laughs> who do we is know? a is a is a man who has elected to have his wiener removed and and become a lady. Mm-hmm. What would that teach us about? Well, what so it's he, like to be raised so a woman. He and has well, being an adult no, woman. No, it's just about being a woman, right? Mm-hmm. So no. they they have all those woman experiences. <laughs> There's maybe they're starting to. Oh, well, fine. Okay. Right. So if we wanted to understand an infant woman, we could talk to a guy <laughs> who, let's say a 35-year-old guy who gets a sex change, becomes a woman. He now knows what it's like to have been a woman for a few minutes. Right. Look, so, you can just go ahead and get the sex change. I support you. You don't have to couch it in these no, elaborate I, I scenarios. Need be, I need to be providing some sort of value to the community by doing it. I can't, I, I can't have an See, orgasm solution if i doing it for myself. Solution-oriented, and women can't have orgasms. That is just a documented fact. Yeah. You know, I think, despite all of our training to conform to gender expectations, we end up with plenty of adult women who speak to convey factual information and who uh, yes. approach everything we call like them the lesbians. way dudes often do. And plenty of dudes who speak in abstract emotional terms and would like to be understood and validated for that kind of communication. And both of those kind of people, the straight talking lady folk and the emotionally attuned dude folk, get massively punished, I think. You think? Well, massive, massively. They're not like beaten or thrown in gulag, but there's not like a massive attack against. <laughs> but like socially, socially, you get chastised for that kind of thing, and that's that's how the training is enforced the whole time we're growing up, and that's. I mean, why I guess we're the, all I, I kind guess of so, I stuck guess, in I our guess that's what happens behaviors to us, right? Because we were we were sensitive lads. We were we were not men. Yeah, and we had it. We had it beaten out of. We had it bullied <laughs> out of us emotionally by children and adults. And uh, I feel like I. And maybe in the minority in this, but I very much appreciate that because I feel like that's where all my efficacy came from. And I think that that is entirely untrue, but right. the fact that I believe it makes me believe a lot of idiotic shit. And it gives me something to talk about, pisses people off, makes people keep tuning in, see what kind of idiotic <laughs> shit I'm going to say next time. Right. I owe my entire career to my mistaken belief that being called a pussy actually made me stronger. Hmm. Got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, obviously it did make you stronger in certain ways. That's, I mean, toughening up is a real thing. It's not mythical. Yeah, and like all the there's little boys nothing It's not like it. the female orgasm. It's yeah, not like the female orgasm, which simply doesn't exist outside of science fiction texts. There's nothing to be gained by walking around like a raw nerve. 
Yeah, so, there is. Yeah, a little, but a little toughening there up is. is. If, if you you're, if you're, the plights of others. If you're wired that way, I think that there's something huge to be gained by walking around like a raw nerve, which is that you can like feel free and fulfilled and every time you, you open your a, mouth. You can be a total drama queen and be upset about things that you don't need to be upset about. You walk around like sure. a Ron Paul. Mm. If you walk around like a Ron Paul, what is there to be gained? One blimp and hey, look, zero presidents. He's going to take it all the way, okay? He's Ron the, Paul he's the only one that understands. <laughs> you understand he does. Yeah. Where did, when did Ron he Paul like, get a blimp? He doesn't like ride in it. 2004. He just, it does yeah. it, it's just a, like a, a thing that not people ride in. But that, It says... Uh, not people ride in, so like it's for Mexicans. Yeah. It says re-love Ocean on it. Right, and then the love yeah. is like back. Yeah. You've seen this, that logo, the I, Ron yeah. Paul logo. Yeah, I see it everywhere here. I don't understand why Ron Paul supporters would be into love. Would understand, would even the thing. Look at any was of his stuff and go, hippies? yes, this peace and love is what loves for hippies. Yeah. yeah, right. It is for hippies. Ron well, Paul isolationists only know hate. <laughs> That's why yeah. they want to be so isolated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to go start wars with countries I mean, I to show you love them. I guess if you a skinhead, he would say, oh, I totally love other my skinhead girlfriend. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just like as, you know, as a logo or a slogan, love. Like, doesn't that, I, isn't that a little wussy? You know, I'm guessing that he didn't uh, make that himself, right? Mm. That's probably some internet homos that did that, right? You're probably right. And, and, and you know, he, he was like, all right, I'll take it, I guess, if people want to provide free labor for me. Because where else am I going to get it? I, I got to get cheap labor from the American internet because I don't believe in having anything to do with any other country. Having anything to do with the Mexican internet. Yeah, the Mexican internet. I noticed, el interweb. I noticed, no, it's, it's, <laughs> la, it's uh, el red. Red is uh, Spanish for net. Oh, is it? Or for web, yeah. Red. El red. Like, R-E-D. Yeah, like el red. El red de araña is a spider web. So it's oh, I see. So Spider-Man's costume is both red and red. It is. Wow, that's, a, that's pretty cool. Fancy. You think they did that on purpose? Hey, I think I, so. I, think I noticed something that. today. What's what that? did you notice today? That the uh, Mitt Romney campaign, like all people hoping to have a large and wide-ranging internet presence, um, has his own URL shortening service, which is mi.tt, which necessarily means he's outsourcing his URL right. shortening domain to some offshore, offshore domain. location. It's tax it's, shelter. seems like one could very easily... Raise the alarm. But is you would TT have to like explain the, that the to people. Top though. level domain for Trinidad and Tobago. Maybe? Yeah, I, like what that is, sounds what right. Is I have no idea what TT is. Yeah, maybe it's there aren't a lot of countries that start with Tania. I don't know what it is. Yeah, where the shark pyres live. Yeah, shark pyres. I hope. I hope when I go, I'm I'm cremated on a shark pyre. A shark pyre. This is gonna be really hard to light. It's very. Well, why? Well, but I guess it depends on what you've been eating. I, I, I think we know some people that can light anything on fire now. <laughs> yeah, I we certainly was, do. I ate Everclear for like a month, and, and my sharks like, are actually you quite should stop doing that and like, also jump around. Right. Uh, boy, it's good to have you fellows here. <laughs> oh, really? Ah, uh, well, no. no. I was, I was just saying that to, be, to make us feel. I was just better. saying that to be polite. Yeah. You were not trying to convey information. You were trying no, was, to convey yeah, I was emotion. Expressing an emotion. Yeah. That emotion is just unadulterated hatred. <laughs> I too have felt uh, the hatred for you. Anyway, my mom's shit got stolen, and I had no idea how to make her feel any better. That's, That's whack. whack. But what? Uh, okay. 
Good, good job, guys. I've been uh, living in a house with Damien for uh, a week now. Wait, is your? But we haven't said the word whack once. I know, but we're we now like our our linguistical menstrual cycles are mm, synced. Yeah. Our linguistral cycles. Yeah. That's yeah, like a like a bicycle made out of linguini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do remember making the after spending only a few hours with you, us both across opposite sides of the table, making the ladies love laser James. Uh, joke. We were t- we were discussing the best possible limited liability corporation that you could <laughs> form was ULJ LLC, <laughs> and uh, and then somebody at the table said something about the, a person that they knew named Laser James, and we both said simultaneously, "Ladies love Laser James." Ladies love Laser James. That's a good story about a time when we both said the same thing at the same time. <laughs> I feel and like this so is going well. That was whack. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, what, what's on the what's on the docket for the rest of your times in town, fellas? Well, I got a couple more days. You have to leave tomorrow, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna be cleaning a house, maybe trying to repair a fence. Yeah. I heard a rumor we don't have to clean that place up at all. Well, like in the checkout thing, it just says put a load of towels in the dryer and throw your trash away. But in previous, what else are you do with it? well, in previous houses, we had paid a cleaning deposit, mm. so we would actually mop up the floors, and I wouldn't. My mother-in-law would. Mop the floors and because yeah, that's and women's work. Yeah, but uh, no, but uh, this one we just played a paid. No, not anymore. That's fee. mother's. That's mother's work. Hmm. There's, that's that's women's work from a generation that believed in women's work. Uh, now it's, nobody does it. Right. Main problem we have. You know whose job it is to cook food now? Guy at a restaurant. Yeah. I cooked I, all the food for us. I can't believe that you guys here. Does live basically the way I live in Brooklyn where all food costs $4 and I have in order to get some I have to walk downstairs it's like it seemed like and even and people tell me it's not reasonable that I don't own groceries or shop for groceries and I say no yeah it is it would cost the same and maybe more and I'd have to learn to cook it's like great reasons not to buy groceries Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn I'm just lazy but you live just how I do every time you want to eat you like go to a restaurant yeah. It's not that much more expensive here than there. You've been cooking at home, though. Some yeah, sometimes. I mean, I get, I get on these little kicks, but then I travel. I'll go somewhere for a week where, you know, I'll go I'll go to a New Yorker or San Francisco where I'm in that same. It's like, all right, so if I, if I want to have any of the food experiences that mankind has ever produced throughout history, I have only to pick one of the 15 restaurants within walking distance that can provide that to me at an affordable price. And uh, the the challenge is in figuring out which one of them is going to be the best. Right. Uh, no, I agree that restaurants are better. I just mean, <laughs> it's like no, but and and this is not a town where no, you can walk I, to. The, no, either. that's like, somebody's got to be sober. I, well, you you got to drive around for ten minutes. You know what I've been doing the last few mornings? I've been getting up and I've been I've been cutting open a bagel that I bought from the grocery store, and I've mm-hmm. been toasting it and putting some cream cheese on it, and taking a few bites of it, and thinking, this fucking sucks compared to the worst bagel I've ever had from a fucking coffee shop. Got it. And it it's basically the same price. That's probably not true. No, you know what? That's probably not, not true. It's so not. a bagel at a grocery store cost, I spent 60 cents on the bagel. Uh-huh. And then I bought for $4 enough cream cheese for probably 10 bagels. Yeah. 
So, buck. so yeah, there's a buck. So that's well, that's like two ten, cents worth so of that's, electricity. That's ten bucks for ten bagels, right? right? So it's like four four dollars for ten bagels worth of cream cheese, and then sixty cents times ten. You buck a bagel. You can't really get a bagel with cream cheese for a dollar. No, at a coffee shop, it's more it's like, like three, two right? Two or three dollars, yeah. 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 But it is three times as good as the bullshit from the grocery store. Yeah, grocery store bagels. Actually, all bagels, let's be really honest, all bagels outside of New York City, fucking disappointing. I don't know, man. I've had, I like, the bagels in, in coffee shops in San Francisco are fine. The very... it's, it always takes me, when I first get there, I have to go to three or four coffee shops on the first yeah. three or four days to find one that has both good coffee and good bagels. Yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, it's never. The very best ones, fly them in. Really? They fly them in from they New York? They literally fly them in. And in is places it, it, because it's the water from the Catskills the water. that makes the, that it's makes the actually it's not just the water. It's um, it is the mineral composition of the water, which I don't understand why you can't just take. I mean, we have science. Like, why can't you take those minerals right. and like put if, them if in can, the water? If you can identify it, yeah. why can't you gather it somewhere exactly. else? And put, so I don't get why the water is such a big it's issue. But I cost effective. do understand why. And bakers will tell you this. The. Uh, the atmosphere is also essential for yeah, bread. This is so. This is something that I did notice. I would never say that I like bread, but every bakery I've ever been to in Europe, everything I tasted from there just tasted better than the best bread I have ever had here. Right. And I don't get it. Right. Because it's fucking. It's bread. Like it's how. <laughs> like what. Is, no, baking is a fine art, man. And I've talked to, you know, when I've talked to, like, people who've moved here from Europe, and they're like, yeah, man, I really miss bread. And I'm like, well, we have bread here. And they're like, no, you don't. <laughs> you've, got some, you've got some bullshit pretending we've to be got bread. We've got a couple of spots. We've got a couple of things, and, and they're all extremely regional. In New York, you've got your bagels. Um, over in San Francisco, you've got your sourdough. Okay. So it takes a very special combo of the water and the atmosphere to make sourdough. You can only do it in, like, three or four cities in the world. Yeah. Paris is one of them. Um, in Philadelphia, you've got those weird chewy rolls that they the, make the, the chili. The, the Amorosa the, rolls. The, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. That yeah, you make the cheese the steak on. That's the brand oh. of rolls that wit, whiz they, they fly those motherfucking things over to all the places that serve decent cheesesteaks in the whole country. They're all flying those breads from Philly. Yeah. But I mean, the breads idea. Are, of, breads are hard. But the idea of. Although I think that those Amorosa rolls are actually just packaged, right? I, I, like, I think that you. You could buy those at a grocery store somewhere, right? Did they it, come from Philly though? I think they they do. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I think well, I think that's, that's where they're. I think that's where they're. Cheap made. energy. Cheap energy is the secret to our amazing lifestyle. Yeah, and and you know, it's sustainability is the is the watchword there. Like, there's nothing could possibly go wrong with the shit we got going on now. <laughs> when we get rid of when peak oil is like a come and gone, we're not going to be able to enjoy bread from Philadelphia. At the corner store. That's going to be fucking ridiculous. And anyone who's like, why can't I get my Philadelphia bread? Everyone's just going to glare at them. Yeah, we'll just kill them and eat them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we will because then, we'll be hungry. Yeah. Like, and people and who ask questions will become food. Situations We're, like con where there are people that come in from all over the place remind me of how, how much of an oddity it is now when there's something that you can't get here. Like, right. Every once in a while, I will go somewhere, and they will have Yingling, and and I'll oh wow, okay, I should drink some of that because, for some fucking ridiculous reason, you can't get Yingling most places. Really? And that the is the Pabst of Pennsylvania weird. is hard to get. It is. They they don't. So th this I think is because of the arcane vagaries of liquor distribution. Like there are 
a fixed number of liquor distributors and you're only allowed to buy from these distributors and some of them are in certain territories and it's also market pressures that make sense like you only have like room for 20 kegs in even the largest bar basement right so yeah I you've guess. got like four slots for cheap american beer and that's yeah it. But I mean, I don't know. You pick the big sellers. I think Yingling is like I would. I would put Yingling more on like a Sam Adams level of quality than like a Coors level of quality. Hmm. Like I feel like I, there's. I'm. I mean, there's I'm some, not. I'm there's not... some flavor. There. There is some complexity in that. It's not. It is not like, uh, you know, a beer drinker's beer. But it. But it is. It is also not just yellow water. Right? I'm. I'm not good at telling what. Um, what people who appreciate beer properly will respond to. But I always assumed Yingling was just crap like the rest of it because it costs nothing on the East Coast. It's I like, didn't think it was anything special. It's right next special. to the Bud Light. But, and, uh, it's I mean, probably but I mean, would, not anything special. Yeah, but, but I would characterize Sam Adams as being pretty aggressively not anything special. Yeah, I right? would say. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's good. That. It tastes good. There's it's nothing all obje- flavorful nothing and heavy. It's it. like... It's a challenging beer. Yingling is is among all the other. Those are pilsners, right? Sam Adams is not a challenging beer. Yeah, it's got flavors. No. Take <laughs> any take any frat boy who's drank Bud all his life and try and make him drink yeah, a, a beer I guess with that flavor. Is, I guess that is like the primary thing that gets me called a faggot when I go home is ordering a Sam Adams or buying a Sam Adams from a place. So you're probably right. I think my cousins are all worried that they'll get too drunk and maybe have to acknowledge that they are attracted to men. That's why they won't drink anything other than Bud Light, and they make this fun is, of me. They make fun of me for drinking a Sam Adams. This is an interesting question: Is everyone who calls other people a faggot for not being manly enough, is it that they all want to become faggots themselves, or is are are they just sort of participating? It's in, fun to be, to believe that that's true, but I don't think it's true. Yeah. I think there couldn't possibly you would think, be that many. You would like to closeted think gay folks. Somebody who has that big of a problem with the way somebody else lives their life must have some kind of innate jealousy or or projecting we the hatred be because they, they see issues. it within them. Yeah, yeah but we some people some are just deep unhappiness with them. Yeah, that, some people are just dickholes. But, but no, they're, yeah, they're just participating yeah, the in is, the patriarchy's censure of, of, of non manly I think those people do have behavior. a very deep unhappiness inside them, but it just comes from the fact that they they have they are forced to acknowledge on some level that their life sucks because they live in the fucking well, Midwest and like they're but then you know, their wife is ugly when she didn't used to be and. <laughs> Their kids are a disappointment to them because they know how to read. And I don't know. But then definitely some of them would be happy, would be leading happier lives if they could move to the Castro and be gay. And we like 10% of them. But not yet. Just, is it just, is it just 10%? Is it just the incidence of of gay dudes in the population? 10% is, is a totally unsubstantiated, just like meme. No, that number comes from Kinsey. It's based on self-reporting though. Is it? Yeah, because I don't know. I, so here's here's the, the the here's where I heard this from. I heard this from Roger Ebert, who, while not a guy who has a lot of opinions that I agree with, is not going to probably pass along a lot of bogus science that he found in some sketchy, objectionable source. Uh-huh. But no, I mean my my understanding is that that ten percent is not actually backed up by any real data, and that it's like closer. There, to, it's it, closer to two or three. It's and and that and that ten percent is just what everybody thinks, but it's actually unsubstantiated. I've only the it only totally other person d- I've totally heard say that was my dad. I know where I know yeah. where that number comes but from. But I mean it totally doesn't jive like I would not say that by 
a long shot 10% of the men that I know are gay. And I also sure. would not say that you I would say that ninety percent. I would, yeah. Of but course. you live you live in a state where people are probably more closeted than in other states. And Zach, if and you, if you lived in San Francisco, but, but forty no, percent. Well, of the people if you know ten gay. guys and none of them are gay, guess then what it's that me. Says about sure, you. but no, but I'm not. I yeah, okay. So you're right. I do live. I do live in a place, and I have lived in places where a gay guy is more likely to be closeted. But I do not run in crowds where a gay guy is likely to be closeted. Right. So the number comes from Kinsey. They made a movie about him. You might remember. Oh, I saw yeah. it. Yeah. It had that guy from Krull in it. <laughs> <laughs> so that number that number comes from Kinsey, from his research. It's been the number since 1947. So that's like it has been challenged regularly since then. And the lowest estimates by other people who've done their own research have been as, as low as 2% of like the human population. Um, so it seems like I mean, maybe the number could be somewhere between two and 10. I, mean, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Definitely. So there, but there, I mean, where this came from, there is definitely a smaller percentage of actually like, oh man, is it controversial to say biologically gay dudes? So I don't think it's controversial. The jury's out. Biologically yeah. gay dudes. The jury's so, out. There's people keep trying to, people keep thinking they find gay genes. And it turns out those were just your sister's jeans, and that's why yeah, you they shouldn't fit have been like that. Them. Yeah, because yeah. girlfriend that ass in those jeans. Seriously, hey, I found out how many jeans a person has. A tw- uh, twenty thousand ish. Twenty thousand yeah. ish. Twenty yeah. to twenty five thousand. I'm going to go with twenty. I guessed. Because I've got a little project be somewhere near that number. So the question is whether everybody that calls you a faggot in a bar in Southern Illinois because you have long hair and are and are are drinking ordering a, a, a more expensive beer than Bud Light. Uh, they can't all be gay. They can't right? all be gay. Unless there's something in the water in that particular town where everybody is just unhappy <laughs> because their their microcosm of society doesn't allow them to blow dudes. Right. At it's, least also overtly. Enti- it's also right. entirely possible that a full 10 or 15% of the folks have the gene that allows them to not, you know, the way that some people think cilantro tastes like soap. Right. To like yeah, to like, not, oh, I, you know, it's not that I don't like sucking dick. To it's have like, it no, just tastes like soap. Yeah, right. that like fifteen percent of people. Well, excuse or whatever, me for washing my dick every now and again. <laughs> have you filthy no, bastard. I, I don't mind you washing it. I just wish you would rinse. So it could totally you know, be. It's, it could totally be that like a huge amount of the population biologically, you know, if that ends up being true, has has no aversion to same sex sexual content. Uh, sorry, contact, and then. That all of the actual like living and expressing your lifestyle is social after that, yeah, and well, then and then even and if again, that were the yeah, and then you've got and that explains the whole continuum where some people like okay, I suck a dick once every ten years or so, and that I feel fine about that. Like, or sucking I feel a dick doesn't make me want to throw up, but I've never done it. Yeah, you know, like maybe everyone who for for whom but the then idea even sucking a dick does make me want to throw up, but I can't stop doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. That's I mean, another it's, category. So it's not even just a single continuum, right? Like it's like a it's like a mesh. It's like right. a neural network of different attitudes yeah. about sucking dick and human, different human sexuality about is dick. super fluid and there's there are a lot of ways that it gets felt and a lot of ways that it gets expressed I, and so most of those happened at our con so so if you want to say like are 10 percent of people gay you have to draw like really specific lines are there like how much of say the american population self-identifies as gay not bisexual or anything like only same-sex attracted and 
Because you my, remember, my own experience Liz. leads me to believe that that's that number. That we is the, the uh, openly self-identifying as gay. I would probably estimate that one out of a hundred men that I have known in my life wow. are, are guys and that are not gay. closeted. No, I don't think right. so. I mean, I, because and then I and then like you want to add know, to that number, I mean, however many like hundred guys that guys. I there are a hundred guys that I know, and among them. There is one guy that I'm pretty sure is gay and isn't admitting it. And there's one guy that's like, yeah, I'm gay. You can watch me blow this guy if you want. <laughs> and then that's about it. Right. And that's way well, up on the continuum where so, not so only that, am I gay, so that but is, Zach can watch. That is definitely not where these guys who who, who call you names for, for the your beer choice are coming from. Right. And so I think... That it is just, I, I don't think that being called a faggot in that context actually has anything to do with homosexuality or attitudes about homosexuality, which is why, you know, it's why I always end up on the unpopular side of this debate about whether that word is like inherently evil, mm-hmm. which I've more or less come around on as far as anybody else can be concerned. I think you've admitted oh, that that's good. The, the world has changed around you enough that you can't be a good guy. And still say faggot. Yeah, I think that I think that that's like, even if you disagree with that assertion. That because uh, I'm yeah. with you there. I'm I I think it's completely unnecessary to be taking words out of language. I mean, in front you were the you but, were the yeah. first person to ever really genuinely make an earnest attempt to make me feel bad about it. Not that not that, that is <laughs> was how I, I trying to make you feel that, bad or just not make that you that engage, is how, engage not that, that the, is how you were trying to make, you were trying to get me to suck your dick, I think is what was going on, but I was not having any of you it. You were like, I'm not a faggot. I'm like, don't say faggot. <laughs> Quit being a little faggot and suck this dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I think that, I think that that comes from the, the sort of like cultural institutionalized emasculation that is geared towards getting people to sort of pick up the pace and start being a contributing member of whatever endeavor you're engaged in with other men. And I think that that gets gets waylaid and turns into things where you're not like, well, I'm just hanging out at the bar with my buddies, so there's no reason for me to make fun of this guy for not carrying his weight because it doesn't have any impact on me, but it's still there. So, I'm sorry, you're saying that a lot, whole, of, a lot of this verbal stuff is men sort of in, like enforcing the social contract with the other men so that the men can band together and accomplish things. It like, is make yes. Get into the next yes. foxhole, build the building, put out the fire. That is exactly what I'm saying. And that's saying. like, don't be such a pussy, put out the fire with me, build yes. the building with me, invade the foxhole with me. Yeah. That that enforces yeah, like, that's, that is more exactly efficient what I'm saying. And, male and, 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 and group I, behavior. And, and, I think, and I think that the sort of like... The, the the bulk of history demonstrates that that behavior has some value in terms of getting things done, right? Sure. It like All, what, uh, yes. It, the, the, so so like stop whining and let's get yes. our jobs done. Absolutely. Right. And whining yeah. whining is a thing a girl would do. Whining is a thing a right. sissy would do. Whining, whining, whining is, is a thing a faggot whining would is do. put punished so, among men. And yeah. so that's and that's and that's where that comes from. And it is not. It it gets turned into a thing that is people being mean to each other, but it does not come from people being mean to each other. It comes from. It Something comes from that a, you're seeing as more noble. A, a system, a <laughs> system of indoctrination into right. a worthwhile. I would say. Cause, I would say that goes for all enforcement of gender roles. Is that it contributes to a simplification and ordering of society that was efficient f- 
um, for many centuries of human history before we invented the ideas of like individualism and having rights and feelings and having that be okay. Yeah, remember when women got feelings? Yeah, right. Yeah, when 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 we first allowed them to have nineteen twenty three. Like you can stop being just automatons that care for children now. It's like Same so when they gained the, the ability to suffer. So these uh, in the twenties. <laughs> so but, these days we have this idea that we don't want to be oppressed and we should have the right to not be oppressed. And by extension, we have to admit that other people also, I guess, should not be oppressed. And, and so then we start trying to question some of these traditional gender role enforcements. And sure, you have to throw out the efficiency of controlling people more easily when you give people more freedom. That's my, yeah. that's my thought on it. Do, do, I would not characterize myself as somebody who believes that I have the ability that like the, the entitlement to not be oppressed. Like, I think that if I go into a situation where there's me and one other person and that other person is better at what we're trying to do mm-hmm. than what I'm doing, I am should absolutely be bent to that person's will hmm. to serve whatever goal we're trying to accomplish. Sure, if you're trying to accomplish a goal, if that's like what both of you really want is to accomplish the goal. And I, I don't know if I'd characterize that as oppression. I'm saying that gender roles oppress people because there are the girls who want to talk logical yeah, and I mean, the guys who want to talk the goal, emo. The goal is for the dishes to get done and for me not to do them myself. And so <laughs> there's me and there's a girl, and the only way that goal is going to get done is if I, who am good, I'm really good at not doing the dishes, right? And so it is my responsibility as a guy who's really good at not doing the dishes to to, to enforce my will on somebody who is maybe less good at that than I am. You're, you're logic isn't you know maybe impossible maybe to by, by dint of physical weakness compared to me um or you know okay when have you ever dated a girl who had physical weakness <laughs> compared to you ah uh, touche nice. yeah nice is that the like urine and get more ice for the booze and have a cigarette marker if you need it to be it, it, that by are you gonna it, call me a pussy if i need to go pee right now no uh, it depends no, on if you're going to pee out of a pussy or a penis. Speaking of fucking a bunch of daughters, yeah, hmm. you want to look at this uh, forum thread with the questions <clears throat> in it? Yeah, well, yeah. some one of them daughter fucking threads in. Yeah, I got uh, more booze. Am I the only one getting drunk for this thing? Where, no, do, where are your I've, boozes? I've been taking swigs from have the bottle, Scully. This entire time, I have places to drive and your ass to drive them. Uh, Two. It's my fault. Yeah. Chish says, "Are you guys ever going to do another April twentieth podcast?" Andre the Giant. Front was asking, "I'm a rapper." Where are the drugs? There's no pot in this Earlier. state, obviously. But we just passed uh, that. We passed the laws about it uh, being being available for our, for our medical necessities. I've been driving around this town for several days now. Let the cops chase you around. I move through Jacob Dylan and I'm or no, it's Gin Blossoms. Yeah, that was and Gin I Blossoms. They're local. Move. They're from here. Are they? Yeah, it's a good song. The Gin Blossoms. I've been driving around this town for days through indistinguishable block of strip mall after an indistinguishable block of strip mall no pot dispensaries that i've noticed plenty of tanning salons that, which... that's what they call them here <laughs> yeah you guys want to do you guys want to go tan tonight you guys want to get tan we can tan your lungs boy uh i've seen a couple dispensaries uh but i don't know 
Are they not open yet? Is I think the that they're not. Waiting? Yeah, I think that it's taking a while for that to become a thing. I keep going to Chiba Hut because that's where they're going to be advertising, like, Dr. Bong loads. Like, come on down, give us 40 bucks, and we'll figure out why you need some weed. A Dog Lord 420s. A Torium. <laughs> I guess everybody makes the laws differently. The one, the I think the Pioneer Law was... 215 and prop 215 I mean, I think the pioneer law was like do whatever you want with his land you know <laughs> grow some weed and smoke it because it's just it's just another it's another one of the lord's gifts to us i was i had just moved back to california after college when prop 215 went up i hope i'm not getting that number wrong and it was this is the one that says you're not allowed to be gay right that was the no gays and you wrote no, a song about how bad eight. it was but listen they <laughs> they wrote it wide on purpose they put all this stuff in it like if your doctor said that you could get stoned and you got no paperwork to back it up it is still valid that like you can get it for anything there's no restrictions on anything about it and they put it they did it as wide as they could on purpose i think with the idea being if this gets knocked down we'll put together a slightly more conservative version of it and then mm-hmm. that'll pass because everybody will, everybody will be used to the idea right by then but the but the first one passed and so in california there really you can be diagnosed with a need for weed on any basis right like if you're depressed, like i have this disorder where i think weed would be really awesome yeah right? i've got i've got weeds awesome tasia yeah it's more restrictive here like the anxiety and depression are not like, there's nothing on the list that you could just make up, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a problem, because I don't know. I mean, I have to go in and say, like, oh, yeah, man, I'm I'm in chronic pain. Like, chronic pain. Chronic pain. Yeah, chronic pain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Chronic yeah. withdrawal pain. I've been listening to Dr. Dre's The Chronic, and it hurts how, it hurts. Hurts how not stoned hurts I am. how sober I am at the end of that record. But you, I, you are know, you going to go do it? Do you oh, want to do I it? I totally would. I would do it in a heartbeat. If because it, you love freedom or because you want some pot? Uh, because I don't see any reason for marijuana to be illegal and so i would like to if i could take steps to bring the laws that are in control of me closer to rationality mm-hmm. i would do so i would probably if i lived in california i would absolutely get one and i would probably buy about 20 or 30 dollars a year worth of pot right. and that would be enough pot for me the um it would just be a thing that i would occasionally do instead of drinking if i had something important to do the next day if i were visiting you did that sure that too <coughs> be like oh let's rock let's bring did you bring your vape i bet you brought <laughs> your vape in your in your carry-on my housemate moved in my new housemate moved in i'm so old that things seem new when they're like a 10 year months or old. Two yeah. Years old. Yeah. My my housemate of all this year uh moved in. She's exactly the same vaporizer that I have. We have two of these things. Wow. They're both coated in dust. They're not it's not convenient. Cuz you don't use them. Think about drug abuses, you'd like it to be really convenient. Mhm. Like you want it to be just something you can roll over on like a floor covered with discarded needles and just grab. Yeah. Right, it's not like a grab uh, light. It'd be like you start Soft. out in the you start out in the ritual is really really compelling, you know. It's it's seductive, but then later on you're just I just need a fix. Right. So it's like anything. It's like sex. It's like yeah. 
um, I mean, I used to like making candles. making coffee. I used to like candles before I jerked off, you know, yeah. like uh, and try to kind of romance myself. a little Did you bit, try but... to jizz them out? Because I, I did that for a while. Like once you get bored with masturbation, yeah, you light the like, candles and then after, you just try to knock them out with your skate. after after I, my after my fourth birthday. There were too many for me to <laughs> for me to get with the number of bursts I could come up. I with. used to I used to do that, but it's I found out it's really dangerous because if you're um, squeezing your cock the wrong way right when you jizz. You produce, as we all know, a fine mist. Oh, right, of jizz, and that's highly flammable. And you just yeah, it's like the fires the in the flower fence. silos. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, flat flowers <laughs> like where they keep the <laughs> flowers of. It's like Algernon's Al- Algernon's Algernon's special fireworks. Yeah, that mist. It's rough. It's hard to clean up too. You know, it gets, super hard. It gets over everything. Gets glasses, That's her problem. And your though? fucking glasses are pregnant. Why is she wearing your glasses? She's wearing your glasses. I mean, you loaned them to her. <laughs> like, look, I, I, I need these to properly look at my dick, and so I'm going to give them to you because I'm assuming that you need them too. Those are the glasses that you have that just have a, a bigger dick than yours drawn on them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To allow for perspective. Answer an important game question while I get another paps. Do you need something? Uh, there are no more paps. Fuck that! I'll find one. Uh, okay, so this He's might a be a while while he goes off to the liquor store. Um, have you ever thought, says Riku Sorelion, uh, about making a Kingdom of Loathing app for Android? Sometimes I can't find the time to get to a computer, and I would love to have the option to play Kingdom of Loathing wherever, even if it's only a little thing. We've thought about doing a mobile interface, which is the thing. I would like to see a chat app. Yeah. For the droids. There is a chat app for the iPhones that you can get if you are CD Moyer. Right. Um, is that just not ready for prime time? Or? Uh, I don't know. As far as I know, he and we both have uh, an actual Apple developer license. Because those fuckers, those fuckers make you pay $100 if you want to if you want to put some software on their thing. Walled garden ass motherfuckers. That's what they are. Uh-huh. Yeah. You ever had a walled garden? You ever been to a walled garden? Well, like my garden has a wall around it, and that's because my property has a wall around it. Are you sure that's not like a diet root beer or something? I... It says it's a porter. Huh. Porter. Okay. You were right about the Pabst. No, I was. I know. I, ha- I, I, I handed you the last Pabst. He went, oh my God, there's only actual beer in here. What am I going to do? You know, front, we have bottle opener like the, we're in civilization here you don't need to you don't need to crack it with your teeth i had to leave that room out there where the kitchen supplies are as quickly as possible because they were talking about oh i thought because you farted <laughs> I, was, I was crop dusted and you fled didn't want, you didn't want to get yelled at <laughs> i had to leave because they were discussing obama my little pony slash fic okay yeah huh. and you didn't want any spoilers <laughs> yeah I, I like to I like to, the part I like where to okay, I, I will admit comes, that so the part of that that file where well I haven't read it but I heard I, I had a synopsis where Fluttershy discovers her ability to do female ejaculation and aims it at Michelle Obama who is sitting there watching right. innocently. I, I thought that was maybe a little bit over the top. Do you think it's really possible to watch that kind of thing innocently? Well, I think she was just fascinated by the whole process. You can, you can, but it's, it, you need clockwork orange it, equipment. Because okay. for one thing, that's just out of character for Fluttershy. You know, like a, a rainbow dash is going to be more likely to you just know the point, names of different. Yeah, to just point ponies. her vagina directly at the first lady, did like rainbow not, dash. Uh, did you not know that Scully has uh, turned into a brony? He's a brony. 
Really? I'm not a brony, but I know enough about it to talk about it because mm-hmm. my job is the internet. Yeah, awesome. your job is to know a lot of things about a lot of things to talk about them. I, I still, you know, I have more or less the same job as you, but I still have principles. Uh, it's not a bad show. Look. Look. I saw a little part of Show's one. Not I, bad. I thought it was extremely well made. For I think something that, the, that the people who are saying that it girls. just has like fucking so many layers, dude, are incredibly wrong. But it is just funny. Well, it could and just amicable. be really high, right? I mean, yeah, oh man, Syphil and Ollie's back. What? Speaking of being really yeah. high, yeah, yeah. no, really? Syphil and Ollie are doing new material. No fake uh, video game reviews for something Destructoid or Destructoid still exists. Stunk Hatch. I don't. I don't remember Stunk what. Stunk Hatch. Yeah, Stunk Hatch. There's back. TT. Yeah. Uh, uh, mi.tt slash stunk hatch. Uh, whatever that is, go watch it. Uh, Time writes, I might just be new around here or something, but I've never understood the origin of the KOL slash frontalot relationship. So please talk about how you all got together. This here's a story all about how our lives got flipped, turned upside down. How, how did we? Uh, let's see. So I saw you at the first. Well, no, we got to go back further than that. The first PAX? A, uh, 2004? When I was a radio DJ. Was that prior to the first pass? Yes. One of our... I, I'm telling a story, man. I'm... You're really harshing my Burl Ives here. You were a radio DJ. First pass. Right? And I, I was on the radio's KOL, and some dude sent me three or four of the demo tracks. It's like, oh, this front a lot guy isn't bad. So I, I played them for Zach, and uh, he went, eh, you know, that's not really my thing. So then we went to the first the first packs and I was super excited 2004 to, yeah okay. the, now we're at the first packs I know you I was super excited to see you perform and uh, the, the mini bosses played and my eyes glazed over and I dropped into the infinite bottomless void that is your average mini bosses song no offense by nice people but Jesus Christ and then I watched no, like it's, it's okay there's a lot of I watched like half of the stuff. half of the crowd dissipate while my excitement level is building for, for front show. So he put on a show, and afterwards, uh, I think back then you still had the just completely glazed look when you had to sit there and merch to people. I, you know what? That If we were talking about 2004, I did not have a merch table. Oh. I brought a little box. The mini bosses had a merch table. <clears throat> I didn't have a CD out yet. Oh, but I remember I going, like, a little dude, box I, of shirts I really like your stuff, and you went, uh-huh. <laughs> You should play our game because you know our game's pretty cool. I just, uh, was that two thousand five? Maybe I no, think it was. It was the, the, first, was the yeah. first. I think the first packs is the only one you went to. Yeah, because we didn't know anything about it, so we we printed it. We I this was before KOL sold any shirts, so we made. I went to Boozer Bear's screen printing shop and made us shirts yeah. that were the original the original Sword and Martini guy design, but they said Jick and Mister Skullhead on them. Yeah, uh, and we just wore them around packs and. I think probably sixty or seventy people came up to us and were like, "Hey, we love you. We like we like your game, and can we get a picture with you and stuff?" And made us feel like we were like, "Wow, this is actually a thing." Yeah. Uh, I remember they they cut off the pre-registrations for the first packs at one thousand three hundred and thirty-seven attendees. Right. I saw the concert. I watched the concert. I saw the mini bosses, and I saw MC Front a lot. And I said, "I am going to become friends with all of these people." That is my goal. Yeah. And I made it happen. You did. Uh, Wait, you guys you weren't you guys were not friends with mini bosses yet? No, I didn't know them yet. But they're from here. They are. What do you know? But uh no, I ran into I ran into uh I ran into Aaron at a party uh like maybe a year later and he was like, Hey, are you Jick? I said, Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm Aaron from the mini bosses. Like, oh, okay. Let's be totes BFFs like forever. <laughs> I was like, All right. Best BFFs forever? Yeah. 
Excellent. So I don't remember because oh, I'd like didn't meet anybody at that PAX because I came in that like morning. I went and had a rehearsal with my pickup band of song fight dudes who I knew from yeah, internet. Uh, Yuke was and on stage with you, Yuke right? Was yeah, there. And I met him and I talked to him about KOL for a long time. Uh, and I remember leaving that conversation thinking. Man, I just had a conversation with a guy where he just did not give a shit about anything that he said the entire time. He seemed like a nice guy, but... Uh, well, I remember that, because he said that he played the game and he enjoyed it, and as we left, he said, you said, yeah, I, just, I don't, I don't believe, believe him. I think that he was lying that when he, he said that, because he, trying to make I think he was better. just trying to be polite. No, but anyway, on played. down the timeline, like two years later, um, you yeah. posted on your uh, blog that... Hey, if a guy were to be playing Kingdom of Loathing here, this would be his player name. Oh, yeah, no. And it was like if... I hit the fucking roof and went, oh my God, you play, you got to come play our con. And that... Uh, yeah, that was when we did the first... We, we decided to do a yeah. concert at KOL Con because like, oh, I bet Just we could get you. the... I bet Just we could you. get the mini bosses and MC Frontal out to play because now we're totes BFFs with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Like, I really met you and uh, Brandon even for the first time when we were driving you around to, at that first con. And you and I bonded over having uh, had the same first computer, right. the TRS-80 Color Computer 2. <laughs> I remember getting really drunk at your house at the first KOL Con I came to. Lars was there, right? Was that the show where Lars played, or was that the second year? The second year was Lars. The who first was the year, Necrogoblicon. F- right, Necro- Who are, like, huge right now because <laughs> of that video. Apparently, I keep seeing stuff about yeah, them. Did you watch that video? I didn't. It's, I didn't. Oh, very funny. Oh, that's did they do something? Did they do something? Re- like, that guy I was... I knew that, I knew that name of that band. That guy was... I think that was... They were, like, friends of Gibbock. Yeah. Yeah. Is how we got hooked up with them. No, they made a video where a like Necro Romnicon, where or a goblin. No, it's just a good music yeah, video. Like a goblin but... goes through his day as a corporate stooge. Okay, and goes to Everybody's a bar. Everybody's mean to him because and... he's a goblin. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a and good. The girl, like their music likes... sounds the same. Yeah, as I mean, it wait, to hold on to a shtick for seven or eight years <laughs> until finally people start paying attention. That's perfect. That guy, like, I only ever met one of the guys from that band, but he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's good. That's good. Good on yeah, them yeah. for for I and I I did suddenly like start seeing Necrogoblicon's name. Yeah, all they got over the boinged place and, and reddited like, and yeah. and mefied. What's the What's the band that wrecked the rental house? Ah, uh, that was uh that was totally rad. Uh, now known as Dazzler. Really? That was the third year. How many of these concerts have we had? It's got to be like six four, or six. Well, Con 4 was the first one, because Con 3 we had uh, Drunken Disorderly play outside. Right. Okay, con so four, this we is had six. the first this, is, this was the sixth year that yeah. you've played. Con was 5 yeah. was Lars and uh, yeah. Totally Rad. And that was where, that was the point where I felt like like you were at my house, and I was like, all right, I feel like I know this guy. And like at that point, like I will actually call him if I'm in the place where he is, because we're buds now. Homies. Yeah, where we were in the in the pool with Lars, and I was talking to him and thinking, man, I really understand why this guy likes Wesley Willis so much, because I don't think I've ever met somebody who reminded me of Wesley Willis <laughs> before, and now I have. Uh, what I remember is being at my booth at PAX, I think the f- must have been 2006, the first year that... Uh, that we were in the Seattle Convention Center instead of Bellevue. Yeah. And having you come up. I was and there say hi. with the mini bosses. Like but for that a while was before I had played your con. Yeah, I think I I think I met like I had met you and maybe I knew that you played KOL but but it wasn't like uh 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember. I went to, I went to. Did I then come and play your con like a month later? A month later? Maybe? No, two thousand seven was the first because two thousand six, Drunk and Disorderly played our wedding, and then you yeah. booked them for two thousand seven, eight, okay. nine, yeah, ten, yeah. eleven, twelve. So this would have been okay. The sixth that makes one. sense. Yeah, yeah, man, six years. Same fucking show every time, too. Jesus, when are you going to get some Sorry. new material? Hey, I play new material. For instance, over the course of having played your con, uh, I came up with a, a theme song for your, your game. That's true, yeah. I guess. And now we play so that. So now we're, we're almost I, as cool as Penny You play at fucking, least half of, of it. I completely ruined your theme song this year. I don't know if you saw that part of the show. People, yes, people was, loved uh, it. It was I fantastic. Was, uh, I was paying attention and playing board games at similar rates uh, from, the, from the upstairs. The problem room. is we do that song once a year yeah and uh, i think and you know i was worried about the guys not being on top of it so i hassled them like review council we're only gonna get to run it once at soundcheck review council i made them rehearse it like a month and a half ago before we went off on these like six weekends of cons in a row i was like make sure you're fucking on top of con of council we got to do it at kol and nail it because it's for them that song exists for them and then I neglected to review the lyrics. Good, good and deal. I completely I mean, fucked the dog on did the you, first d- verse. So would you say you fucked the dog in a way that anyone else noticed? <clears throat> I can't imagine. Yeah, there were anyone multiple bars of, of only instrumentation. I, okay. I got I got through maybe the first four lines of the song. Blanked. Good. Flailed around is that like a, a is that like a showing up uh, at your high school again in your underwear and it turns out you your finals didn't take and so you got to go back again and then it turns out you're not dreaming situation yeah 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 wow that was embarrassing. none of our people cared because they then, love you and you're still jumping around up there it was <laughs> fine instead of grinding it to a halt I uh, I watched into the second verse not knowing whether it would go any better right. than the first had but I got you could through probably it. have just said hold on and looked up the lyrics on an iPhone and people would have thought I that asked was from the stage I asked for an iPad you know I sort of understand now it always struck me as as weird that like somebody performing a song that they wrote would have a harder time remembering it than I did but now now that I've written some stuff now right. that I have produced some stuff and 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 when I think about that stuff, it is, in my mind, an amalgamation of itself and every previous version of it, right. many of which have nothing to do with it anymore. <laughs> like, I am the only person in the world for whom it is as difficult to fully wrap <laughs> my head around what this thing actually turned out to be. Right. Uh, and I've got, like, fucking, you know, 60, 70 songs in the catalog, and oh, each well, of those has sorry. 50. You know, so 500 words, yeah. words in it you know it's so like have you considered uh, writing songs with fewer words like uh like call me maybe well or uh, you know i mean even say like a like a like take the james kachalka approach and maybe just like one of your songs could just be the same two words for three minutes right kingdom loathing kingdom yeah there you go see you're a rapper you could have just worked kingdom. the crowd like when i say kingdom Loathe. you say of loathing yeah and just done that for three minutes like you there's your think, song bitches. you would think over my like fucking decade plus rap career yeah, you're at old this as point shit. i would have developed the skills for that kind of thing mm. all of my other rapper friends are great at that when i say this you say that let's right. do it this that this have you tried it that no I have no. It doesn't fit your persona. It's not part of my thing, and I don't know how to make it. When I I say kingdom, you say loathing. Kingdom, fuck you. That's what you're worried is going to happen. I know what would happen is I'd say when I say kingdom, you say loathing. Benchmark. 
Fuck! That's Hand not job. the wrong word. Yeah. You do have ben- the... Benchmark was the first two-syllable word that popped into your head. Sorry. Nice. Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Benchmark. Sure. Man, you know what I discovered in the bathroom here at the office is uh, apparently somebody recently uh, picked up the Mutants Down Under source book uh, add-on to the Palladium Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangenesses tabletop role-playing game. Saw that. Uh, so yeah, next time I poop, I'm going to read some shit about wombats. You know what I noticed when I went into your bathroom here at the office? Yes. Um, is that you have a toilet paper cozy. This is not, for those listening at home, this is not something where you have like a functional toilet paper roll and somehow it is made cozier by another object. This is for an unused, yeah. full toilet paper roll. It's the emergency roll. <clears throat> it has on it a plush, felt, like stuffed animal toilet paper. Yeah. Thing with like little googly eyes, but it's white and it's got like a little. It's got the tag. Flat. It's got the it's got flap, flap, flap coming yeah, off. It is, as a, though, it is a. It looks a lot like a toilet paper. It looks like the most so luxurious. This is a tragedy waiting to happen. I'm saying that thing. Are you saying gonna... it is a tragedy that has already happened? You're saying that thing is sitting there right now with a little dollop of your shit. It's gonna get it. shit on it. It's gonna get shit on it. I just pretend that it's not there uh, because the one time, the one time I found myself in a bathroom emergency. At the office, uh, the bathroom emergency being, this is a time when I could not actually go home to shit in a in a grown up bathroom, <laughs> right? Uh, and so I had to shit at the office. You then there was no toilet paper. Shit here? I don't like to. How do you get? How long are well, you is here? Is still buying day? the toilet paper because? Well, yeah, but <laughs> we, I think single got, ply he, yeah, Riff, Riff, Riff prefers prison grade toilet paper, as we've established on 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 previous shows. But no, I think uh, there's a lot of the, there's a lot of the Costco uh, brand toilet paper here now, which yeah. is what I use. But I, uh, yeah, how, I just don't. How long are you here every day? It it really varies depending on what I've got going on. But I tend I tend to be an either just after waking up or just before going to bed dump taker. I shit five times a day. I could not spend a substantial amount of time in a place where I couldn't shit. Wow, I don't know that I've ever. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had a, a sort of lifestyle where I shat more than once a day. Wow. There have been times when I was on like maybe a twenty-five hour cycle, so it crept through. You know, I used Crapped to enjoy through. I, mean, oh. I used to enjoy shitting at work because I felt like you know I was like getting paid. <laughs> for not working, but now that oh I, you were working, but now that I care about my job, like that's no longer oh I'm gonna go take a shit and I'm gonna make it last as long as I can. Yeah, you know, like no, I'm really only robbing myself, you know, and mm. the world of whatever I would be producing other than turds <laughs> during this 45 minutes. You know, cue uh, somebody asking you spend, if we no, have so ever you produced spend, anything, <laughs> ever produced anything better than a turd. Okay, yeah. so you shit a couple times a day for 45 minutes. And it's it's coming one out time, the whole time. One time a day. I would I would say that I am a one time a day for twenty minutes kind of guy. Okay, but I but, shit five times a day for like three minutes each time. Okay, I how sit do you down. Any, it goes. Broom. How do you get any reading done? Subs- and what are you? No, eating? you don't. You read part of a web page. I. It doesn't matter what I eat. And these aren't like little rabbit pellets. These are substantial poops. This but for some reason, I make gross. a lot of them. What like. I don't know why. And you're Listen, saying it seriously doesn't matter what you eat. So if you ate a single Dorito right now, you're saying that you would still, in the next 24 oh. hours, produce five Sorry, giant I, d- I mean, I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't matter the variety of the food. Oh, if I were to eat a lot less, as I understand it, it takes a few days. You know, you did say to my girlfriend last night, isn't it weird that no matter what you eat, it always turns into poop? And I said, but you have a lot of control over what that poop is like based on what you eat. And you said, no. 
Control of no, what you the don't. poop is like Stupid. is really not a consideration <laughs> for what I eat. That's not what I said. Like, you know, I'm looking for a slightly greener hue, really, this yeah. time. Uh, this week I was hoping for a brown. A, because it helps on the when, I'm, when I'm making my paintings. There is a vast <laughs> difference between nice vegetable rich diet yeah. and weekend where you do nothing but like drink coke right. and eat like loaves of wonder bread and being, doritos being and there is a vast deference in between ah, your balls ah, yes there being is. being hung over affects poop consistency and of course like you eat a dick. costco <laughs> you eat a dick and followed by a cat a costco bag of <laughs> eat baby a dick carrots. followed by a cat <laughs> wait uh you this is the weirdest version of there was an old lady who swallowed a fly i have ever heard <laughs> <laughs> she swallowed so, the cat to catch the dick Yes, if you eat certain things, the poop will be different, but it's still always a turd. It's like still always shaped yeah, like a turd. But it's really deep. But there's different kinds. It still smells bad and but looks like fucking piece about, of shit, and you want it to go away this. when we you We talked blush. about this on Advice Hot Dog recently. These things that I call magic butthole moments. Sometimes. Or MBM. You take a poop, and then when you go to wipe, there's nothing there mm. because you have just pooped a totally clean. Solid turd. It's called ghost duking. I, I what I think it's called is healthy diet. The the most healthy the most, diet and discipline. The most upsetting version of that of the ghost duke is when there's the wiping produces no stain upon the toilet paper, and the turd it disappears has oh, disappeared it, it has down, gone there. down there. The thing, yeah. So you're like, oh so man. Like, Wait a minute. Why I, do I have the bowl, Bart? I, Why do I have the bowl? <laughs> Exactly. That was a Simpsons joke. Should we answer another question? Uh, I guess. Uh, well, that, we talked about poop because someone asked how we met. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course. Moving on. Uh, time continues. Also, thank you for your music. I spend very little time, uh, very little of my time without finding myself humming some of it, particularly I'll form the head and origin of the species. Now you have to be all awkwardly like, ah, oh, you're welcome. Thanks. I am pretty That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, you know what? I spend very little of my time uh, without stuck in my head nowadays is the music from uh, the video game APB. Because <laughs> uh, there have been a lot of people in my house playing it. I and came over. playing it a lot. Yeah. I came just over and played that over. Yeah. Just over and over again. It is good. It's a good game. That is a really good game. I, I do not regret any of those purchases. Uh, not like that. Yet. Uh, yeah, not yet. Uh, Rotini Pants says, have you given any thought, any more thought to altering the Miz accessory, either to make it actually equal to the Mr. A, i.e. usable to buy things in Mr. Store, or give it some other better quality, maybe bonus rollover adventures, because she's better at cleaning. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what that little smiley face meant was. <laughs> um, wait, 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 wait. So the- I, I am in the wonderful privileged position where I have never bought any Mr. A's. I have some. Because incredibly kind players have gifted them to me. Right. But what you're saying is the money in this but, friendship flows one direction <laughs> and one direction only. Hey, I bought Scully a fucking Electra Assassin graphic novel today as a birthday present. It's true. It happened. Yeah. And you're totally not billing two, me for that later. Technically two directions. I am writing it off on my taxes, but I'm not billing you for it. So... As someone who has not purchased Mr. A's, I... I'm not super in touch with the difference between the regular Mr. A, the Canadian Mr. Uh, the Mrs. A, I guess, and yeah. the Mr. A Jr. <clears throat> so the only what are the differences? So the only difference between the Mr. A and the Ms. A is that the Ms. A cannot be used as currency in Mr. Store. 
It's just, you buy it, it is identical to a Mr. Accessory, except it has a woman's name and a bow on it. Uh, and this it, as a not, nod to Miss, to as a nod to Miss Pac. No, but you know why that fucking thing exists is because somebody said, "What are you sexist? Why is there no Ms. A?" And it started out as a Mrs. A, and then they were like, "What are, are you, you sexist? sexist? Why, why is she married?" Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's fucking Ms. Accessory, and like I thought that was just because it's Ms. So Pac-Man. then my question is, what are you sexist? Why can't you buy shit with Ms. A? I, I don't know, man. It's his code is old. Cold, yeah. The code is old. The, the, also, the cold is owed. The cold is owed. We owe a lot to disease. And oh, I was thinking like frig- frigidity that you know inspires us by bracing us. The cold by, is owed. By not letting mm-hmm. us relax, the cold it makes us owed. write a poem or some shit. Yeah. You know? Nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, <clears throat> so the yeah, answer should there's be... No non, there is no non-sexist thing to put on it, is the problem. The Mr. A, the Canadian version, it costs 10 Canadian dollars... And its stat bonuses are adjusted by us relative to the Canadian to American exchange rate. I love whenever it occurs to us to do that. I love jokes that are expressed not through language but through math, but through game mechanics. Yeah, that makes me that makes me really happy. Yeah, I mean it's funny as shit. Yeah. Well, what it should be is that the Miz accessory should do seventy five seventy five cents on the dollar. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Ah, uh, and you could keep that. You could adjust that too. Based. Oh yeah, I'm like, hey, look, man, it's not my fault. It's society. So why don't you guys go out and make a fucking difference, and then maybe the stat bonus on the Miz accessory will will finally correlate with that. And if the, the ERA accessory. ever passes, you could have the Miz accessory all of a sudden. Have equal buying power, and everyone who yeah. stockpiled them. You know what? The other thing that you pretty. could do, though, with the Miz accessory, if you don't really like that it can't be traded back to the store, is don't buy one. Yeah, that's another. So thing. I have. You a... could just let it be in there as a Pac-Man joke, and you could just never buy one, and that would be awesome. Yep. You could buy a monster manual instead because those are great. Yeah, we did a lot of work on those. My character has a junior. Okay. Yeah, that's just a bunch of plus item drops. But it's plus. It's plus. Yeah, drops, right? it is weird. I will admit that the Miz accessory is mechanically weird, but making it do something. So the the Mister Accessory Junior that's has a, a bigger baby. stat. It's drop. a baby, so it can do something. No, it's got no stats. <clears throat> it just has plus item drop. Yeah, big. It has a bigger plus item drop yeah. than the regular one. The, the stats on the Mister Accessory are nothing. What right? do they like do? They're, they're, it's like plus fifteen stats. It's just it's meaningless. Meaning every it's fight you have, you get plus fifteen. No, 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 no. You just like if you go into a fight with fifty oh, muscle, everything... you have sixty-five muscle. It is meaningless. It's meaningless. It for is high level. It is out, but it is outclassed. It is outclassed by just random bullshit drops from pirates later in the game or whatever. Right. But it's that great if you're level exactly one. True. Right. It is great if you're level one. I mean, it seems great to somebody that's who doesn't useful. know anything about the big game works. Right. And that's, you know, it wasn't like that because of any real reason. It's just that's what that thing did when I made it. And then when somebody was like, hey, you should give this to people that donate. I was like, OK, the, Mr. Accessory. Oh, yeah, that sounds exactly like a currency. No, it doesn't. That sounds like some random bullshit that was selected and started being used as a currency, right? Yeah. Ms. Accessory is a joke. It is weird. I acknowledge that it is weird that there are two other accessory family things that you can buy with a Mr. Accessory. One of them is the Mr. Accessory Junior, which does something totally different, and one of them is the Ms. Accessory, which is identical. And let's just call it a statement about gender equality. Here's what you should do to make up for the fact that it's irredeemable. Every time you own one... You could one time switch the gender of your character for free. Well, you can switch the character's gender for free anyway. You can? I thought yeah. you had to do some kind of weird adventure. That was like do 500 that. meat. Oh. That probably sounds Still. Like, that probably seems like a lot to you. Well, then make. So then make them do it every time. 
I mean, for free. Mm. You get out of that 500 Start meat. charging a Mr. Accessory for sex changes, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> maybe buying, you have a, you do it for free. Maybe you buying a Mrs. Have. Accessory makes it so that you can put... Uh, it adds three new gender options to the, the drop-down for character creation. Oh, yeah. 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 Male, female, trans, female, male, trans, trans-am. Right, um, uh, intersexed and unsexed. You should make it if you have and it equipped middle sexed. once a and month. You're, um, you have the, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the oh, rage effect. You have menstruating. As yeah, just thing. menstruating. Dot tt. <laughs> and uh, then if you're while you're menstruating, what what is it like? Your tricky. Your character goes can down only go to a red tent is... out in the distant lands. And yeah, has you're to not allowed to sit in the chairs in the tavern. Yeah. Uh, Jamelli says, for Frontalot, what other musicians have you most enjoyed playing with? Were there any especially memorable shows with stories attached to them? Probably. I'm really drunk. Okay. Next, next question. Who do you like? Who do you like playing with? <coughs> who do I uh, like? No, alternatively, who do you hate playing with? Give us, no. some ju- give us some juicy scoops. Okay, you know what? Um, who do you like getting juicy scoops from? I hate playing with bands when we're on tour, that the venues have coupled up with us because they have done not no research into what our band is like because then they make a random selection and maybe it's fine. It's probably all right. It's, more often than not, it's fine. They're no good, but whatever. It doesn't, oh. like, doesn't like destroy the evening, you know? And but if they've done if they don't know who we are, but then they look us up and get a like quick impression of us and aren't into us, which happens plenty plenty often, um, then and their booking support for the opening acts, right? They will get the shittiest, most offensive, dumb joke rappers in the whole Tri-County area. Oh yeah, they opened for you last time you were in Minneapolis. Bring them the fuck over there. Put them in our green room so we have to meet them and, and you know, commiserate on the many travails of independent music and uh-huh. say hi and make friends with them and then watch their set, which would drive any sensible person from the Tri-County area not, not to mention from our show that we're hoping to do that night. So that's, you're mostly mad because they're driving away people that would be buying your merch. That's who I hate performing with is people who make the night way the fuck worse for the people who have, in some cases, driven really far to come have a nice time at our show. Can you give an example of, of like, not of a specific actor, but a specific act? Pitch, like, pitch White in L.A.? All of his all of his songs were about like ass rape and menstruation. He wore like pimp clothes. He had no rhythmic sense, and he rapped over like uh, he rap he rapped over like freeware drum machine plus metal riffs. Oh god, it was just intolerable. Like I don't I have so much respect for the kids who came to the show who like did not flee screaming during his set. That's the one I remember off the top of my head, but there have been dozens. There's a difference between making like a funny song that, or a song with idiosyncratic source material that is 
well produced and performed because you give a shit about making a good song because like sure. the opening band that opened for that opened this last show for you guys had that like well it's just you know it's like novelty rap so you know we'll just kind of lazily throw some shit together and i would not even call those guys novelty rap there was sort of a like a performance art they were Dance like the, the, the treasure mammal of, yeah, we'll, we'll of the rap world. We'll their, their interest in hip hop was clearly not very deep. And that's right. that's fine. Like many musicians will dabble in hip hop without yeah. but people are without being that They're clearly in missing that. your complexities if they match you with somebody who, who doesn't give a shit about rap. You but know? they but whatever, right? I mean, if they put on a compelling show, then they put on a compelling show. And those guys I mean, you you know, you catch a glimpse of them, you don't want to take your eyes off. Like that was that was a good show, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think the people enjoyed. it. I actually enjoyed oh, wait, Treasure, Mammal, Treasure Mammal, but Treasure every Mammal. time that Everybody I talk to Treasure Mammal, yeah, every time I talk to you about it, you're like, "Hey, I bet you fucking hated those guys." I'm like, no, I. I, I so I would have fine. I would have honestly expected you to approach Treasure Mammal the way that you approach Wesley Willis, which is to say that you don't you don't think. I would not have expected you to believe that it was possible to enjoy that unironically, hmm. which is, I think, your your issue with Wesley Willis, right? Like, you think that the people who enjoy Wesley Willis are either making fun of him or yeah, because, enjoying him ironically. Because the music is objectively terrible. But would you not say that that was definitely true of Treasure Mammal? Because I, I, I don't think so. I thought they were, <laughs> like, I probably would have listened to that CD. Okay, but I mean, that I heard can't... one of your girlfriend played one of their recordings for me when she picked me up from the airport. Okay, I thought it was a good recording. Okay, I thought it was a good little like goofy little indie rock song. I mean, so so I like I elected to have Treasure Mammal play at an event, and I I don't know. This may well be the first time they've ever been paid to play a show, huh. right? But I. Wanted it. I wanted the show. They to are happen. very dedicated. If they don't get paid regularly, because they I had outfits and root dance routines. Yep. I mean, you I think they just do that for fun. I always? have. I have never seen them at a show that was attended by more than a handful of people. And yeah, I mean, it's like I I saw them play at like a random conference room in uh, in uh, <laughs> Phoenix Comic Con. I saw them. They actually they. Uh, they did, I think, do a little leg of a tour with the mini bosses, so okay. that might have uh, that might have resulted in something. But I mean, you know, they all have jobs, right? Like this is not like a this oh, is not no. like a thing that they're doing. Most people do. Yeah, I guess that's true. Most people do have jobs. <laughs> most but, most musicians, I mean. I as soon as they went on stage, I began to smile. And the smile just got more and more and more and more intense the entire time that it was that the show went on. And by the end, I was just ecstatic about how it went. I was scared. Oh, okay. I was scared that it wasn't going to work. I was scared that booking Treasure Mammal was going to mean that this was the last KOL con. <laughs> right. um, that just everyone would leave and there would be no one there for the other shows. But they 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 acquired the critical mass of people who were into it that then allowed those on the fence, which is almost everyone, to allow themselves to enjoy this thing, which is just awesome. It's fucking awesome when some guys dance around in leotards and there's a wizard with a shake weight. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... I don't, I hate invoking this because I don't really know how I feel about it. But the whole like 
maximum fun organization, like Jesse Thorne's like new sincerity thing, right? He wrote this like new sincerity manifesto and the, and the thesis of this manifesto is, you know what? Evil Knievel was fucking awesome. He just was. And it's okay to like Evil Knievel. You don't have to be faking it. You can just be like, yeah, Evil Knievel is fucking awesome. Let's just sit around and enjoy how awesome Evil Knievel is because that is fucking awesome. Right. Right? And we're not like, we're not laughing about it. We're not, we're not like feeling like we're better than it. Like it's possible to do this. So why don't we just do this? Why don't we just get past ironic detachment? That's a small, that's a small but important revelation because when you're young, well, if you're, say, our age, you're, when you're young, Evil Knievel is this thing that's kind of old. Yeah. And showy in a way that speaks to, like, a previous generation. And so you're, you're like, I couldn't really like Evil Knievel genuinely because he's cheesy. He's, like, he's not, you know, he represents nothing of my understanding of being young and appreciating new things. And you have to get to a certain age when you can abandon that, like, attachment to to rejecting cheesiness. I think it's just because you're... And say, Other oh, my God, will make look fun of me if I like this. There's that, too. With age with age comes... And you don't fuck. care, right? That's like, rad. Look, yeah, I'm with age comes rejecting other I'm people's yeah, judgment I'm tired of, of your I'm enjoyment. tired of explaining why I like the things I like. I just fucking like them, and yeah. that's fine. Like, that's a product like, That's fucking, a product of age. I don't, know, I don't know that the new sincerity as a, you know, as our post-9-11 cultural sure. signifier really comes into play as much as just being 10 years older than the last time we thought about evil but, Knievel. But I think if you, but I think giving it, giving it a name and giving it, you know, trying to give it some, some conceptual weight is maybe a thing that will push, push the window back a little younger for, mm. for, if for we new, can make the new for sincerity new, for hit. new generations, like if, a, but I'm we just can saying, battle can, irony itself. If you can get younger people to acknowledge, like you know what, like maybe, maybe just embrace the things that make you happy, and yeah. don't worry so much about how other people are going to react to the things that make you happy, and maybe be a little bit more tolerant of the stuff that makes other people happy, and like maybe right. you'll have a good experience, right? Well, like that is it's, certainly uh, good advice and worth promoting. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I believe this. I'm just saying it's like a thing that was sort of interesting before I, I buy it. Before I figured out what a faggot Jesse Thorne is, and was like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, bro. Hey, um, we were at like a pool party at Comic Con, weren't you? Like. Being mean, weren't you or your girlfriend being mean to some part of Jesse Thorne's entourage? I still don't know who all those people <laughs> no, are exactly. Um, my girlfriend was being, my girlfriend was being kind of, so I've always been, I've always been sort of sad because like, I really like, I really like listening to Jordan Morris on podcasts. Jordan Morris. That's but the other every, one. It's the but, two of them, right? Yeah. It's, Jesse it's Thorne, Jesse and, Thorne Jordan and Jordan Morris. Morris and they'll have guests on. I and, really don't listen to any podcasts. And I, and I, and I really, <laughs> I, I really anything. like listening to Jordan Morris on podcasts. But every time I try to have a conversation with Jordan Morris, no matter how much I am certain from having listened to him talk about things that say the story I'm telling is aligned with things that I know that he is interested in uh-huh. no matter no matter how like targeted to things that I know about him as a person the things that I'm saying are in terms of not trying to get somebody to just instantly blow you off and be really like 
disdainful and uncomfortable and just walk away from you mid-sentence. That is always what happens when mm-hmm. I am in a place with Jordan Morris. And I think I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, God damn it. I had a story that was interesting about something that Jordan Morris fucking brought up in this kitchen where there were four people, right? <laughs> this was like, why the fuck does this guy just not want to talk to me? Like, what is wrong with me that I can't, like, ah, come on. It's possibly like, it's pheromones. Like, how many people do you run into who have an anecdote about the guy who made Katamari Damacy? Where you've, like, <laughs> seen some stuff that guy made, and it's an interesting story. Maybe and, it's maybe it's like, pheromones. Maybe, maybe, you, maybe you remind him of his dad his, who used it, to, like, touch him. But maybe, anyway, so two max, two max fun cons and then this one party. And I turned around and I was like, God damn it. Like, why do, why does Jordan Morris hate me? What is wrong with me? They're like, you know, I've made friends with other celebrities that I admired. Look, MC Frontalot is right <laughs> over there. I don't count we, for that. We were just talking to but Brandon buddies Bird. Adam Carolla. Oh, yeah. Me and, him, me and him are super tight. <laughs> You're right. But... So, so I think my girlfriend was was trying to help me mm. <laughs> feel better by by making fun of Jordan. She was she was sort of trollver hurting Jordan Morris mm-hmm. by by saying it within earshot of him that uh, my brother, my brother and me, which is a podcast that is in the network that Jesse Thorne started, uh, but sort of like a, it was sort of a child podcast of Jordan Morris's podcast was the best podcast. Uh, so that he <laughs> at would his, react at saying, his specific but expense. Wait a minute. <laughs> at his at his expense. Yeah. And he reacted. He did. He did. It, yeah. She 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 provoked a reaction from him. And you know what? I hope she made him feel really bad about himself. Ah, because. Ah, because he was mean to me. Because justice. He wasn't even mean to me. He wasn't even mean to me. I was just like, God damn it! Why doesn't? Jordan Morris like I, me. Honestly, it, it seems could like a be guy that would like me. There's really, there's really two possible answers. One of them is he's a dick. I don't the think other, he's a dick. I think he's other, super socially awkward. Is the socially other awkward, one yeah. is it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I only have one perspective. You know, <laughs> I mean that's the that's the problem. We're like we're landlocked, and we, we ain't we, that the shortfall. What are you gonna do? You can call me a pussy if I pee this time. Ah, uh, yes. All right, we'll take another question after I get done being a pussy. Uh, Jamelli's question uh, to me is, which one of you has the smallest, pussiest little bladder? Uh, and I'm going to say it's Mr. Skullhead. Uh, for Scully, says Jamili, did we just witness the dawn of a long and prosperous rapping career? Uh, first, I didn't see that second P. <laughs> and I said, whoa, Jamili, did you see something I didn't see this weekend? Yeah. The after parties were off the chain. Yeah, well, let's did, see. did we just witness the dawn of a long and prosperous rapping career? Oh, well, that would that would be kind of shitty because none of your raps would rhyme. Does prose if they were explicitly pros. not rhyme? Maybe it's just meterless. Yes, you could have rhyming prose, though, couldn't you? The uh, you could have prose that accidentally. That's a pretty good. You could have prose that accidentally rhymed. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good question. In the past, yeah, I think ten years I've written maybe five verses of raps. So I'm guessing no. You used to write a lot of Christian raps. Yeah, actually, a Christian really... Christian rap and poetry, Josh's homo diary. <laughs> Stuff about Charlie sucking dick makes me want to get real sick. Fuck, 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 fuck. 
I'll be a rapper, just my luck. That's really, a rap that I I'm really glad that school. you remember that to this day. <laughs> yeah, I do. Now, there was an incredibly prolific period of like 92 to 93 where I wrote a good, like an album's worth of Christian rap songs. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. I remember uh, bringing, uh, like... Share some of it with us, please. Uh, I'm serious. Like, I... The, I don't... I feel like you dislike the fact that in the past you liked things that you now think are dumb. Oh, no. You don't? No, I mean, I, there is no shame. I played one of the songs for Damien in the car. Because mm-hmm. we had future car that can hook into the telephones and make them make noises. All right. So good. Yeah. Uh, chilling in my crib on a Friday night, just kicking back and thinking everything was all right. Enjoying a life free from worry and agitation. Chilling till Satan came with temptation. Uh-oh. He snuck up behind me and he whispered in my ear and I heard it like he said it, like he said it quite clear. I'm he was talking you. to me just like I'm talking to you. He said, come on, boy, and give the devil his due. I said, Satan, why you come around here talking smack when you know your whole business is straight up whack? By the power of God, by God, I say back, back off, boy, because you're going to get jacked. Because Jesus is my Lord, and my Lord's going to rock you. One, two, <laughs> do the dude so fast he might shock you. Because he won the victory at a place called Calvary. Saving grace, can't you see, was his gift to me. And he's got the power, the power to fight evil. So pop goes, the pop goes, the pop goes, the weasel goes, Satan, with his evil facade. Because I'm a child, I'm a child, I'm a child of God. Boom. Man. Yeah. It's very focused on Satan. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, he's, the he's, the, he's the great I adversary. See, I yeah. see the seeds of your your later fall from grace. Remember when we were watching a baseball game today and there was a baseball player named Angel Pagan? That is my favorite new porn name. That's the possible possible name. That's also a good suicide it's girl not even name. Just like hmm. a, it's not even just like the best baseball player name. Like, that's the best straight-up name. That's pretty good. Yeah. Was he playing for the Angels? Uh, I don't remember. Because there, there was no. An I think he was on, on the. He was on the. He was on the one that he I. He was not was, on the side I of the angels. See. So he was right. He was. He was either a Diamondback or a. What are the San Francisco team? Giants. Giants. The Giants. Okay. Yeah. He was either a Giant or. Do a, a Giant Angel Pagan is fantastic. For Jick, what's your favorite board game that you haven't actually played yet? Mm. Man, I'm sad that I didn't get. There, there were so many games of Space Alert being played in my house on the one day where I actually had shit to do. Uh. Space yeah. Alert. Space Alert. What's that? By Vlada Chivatil. Really? <laughs> Famed game designer Vlada Chivatil of Galaxy Trucker and Dungeon Lords if fame. You, if you win, do you get to take home a mail order, Brian? Oh, maybe you do. That'd be pretty sweet. I uh, know it's a it's like a it's like a frantic uh running around a spaceship trying to put fires out while a real-time audio track plays that tells you what oh. threats are occurring. And every once in a while we'll say, communications failure, and then we'll play a bunch of static. And during the static, you're not allowed to talk to anybody else. Hmm. And apparently talking to everybody else is really critical for figuring out what's going on. That's clever. Yeah. No, what's I wish it called? I, Space Alert? Space Alert, yeah. Nice. I wish I, I, wish I could have played it. Man, I got a lot of board games played, though. Yeah? Yeah. I had a really good con for gaming. Played some Eclipse, which was fucking rad. I think playing board games for a con is to you what uh, seeing boobs is for me at a con. <laughs> yeah, you We think? judge the success of the con by how much we got to do our, our favorite pastimes. I just learned Cargo Noir last night. Yeah, Cargo Noir Cargo is Noir. Noir. fun. Is I had fun beginner's game. luck, too. Yeah. And that was a very close game. It the was, scores were 80, 80 80 85, 90, and 95. Yeah. That was like mm. we, we all at various uh, at various levels of skill and having played the game before we uh, we we got within a really tight radius. That's a that is a tight game, tight and then not like ah oh, that shit is tight, but tight as in like just really well put together. I got lu- I got lucky. There are not a lot of there are not a lot of systems 
at play, but they work together extremely well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I like you pointed out while we were playing that there's no hidden info on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the, the only other random, than all the, the discards, if you're not looking, it would benefit everyone to look at everything that had already been spent out of the resource pile yeah, that was in the bucket. But that I think the be, the benefit that you gain from from that knowledge is fairly small. Mattered a bunch at the end, like how many more ivories were going to come up when we were both trying to corner the market on ivory. Yeah, we were. We had a little. We had a little bit and of an ivory would, and cigars feud. I wouldn't have won if I if we hadn't run out of those tiles, put them all back in the grab bag, and, and I hadn't had, like magically right, but, but here's pulled what one but in here's the what last I'm turn. The influence, the influence of that distribution on your winning didn't have anything really to do with how many of them there were before, hmm. right? Like, because they got cycled back in, well, because they, they they only became meaningful as a result of having been cycled back in, which no, is why... No, there was that point when, when I counted them and figured out how many there were, were left only, in the bag. There were only, but you didn't know how many tiles were left in the bag, and... I can tell there were only You could have known, yeah. This is minutiae, I mean, but I think it was a fun-ass game. And there's it is. very, very little hidden data. Yeah. And all of the players are in the same position. We, but, I mean, it's, it's, hidden spent, from, it's hidden from everybody, right? There's no... Other than other than your intentions, there is no information mm. that any player has that is not right. e- equally, On the board. equally accessible to I spend a I spend most of the game trying to figure out what the relative benefits and, um, and handicaps were for being in the first seat mm-hmm. of the four. Interesting game. I like... Honestly, I like game theory and game logic as much as I like playing games. Yeah, I mean, that's... And so games that haven't, like... Games where you can understand the whole rule set and how it affects strategy immediately, but the development of strategy runs pretty deep, those are my favorite games. Yeah. Do you like a Go? Yeah, for instance, Go would be the exemplar of that shit. I played, like, a single... Yeah, Sarah Polly was great in that. A single game (laughs) of Go, very, very drunk... And understood in that moment, like, oh, okay, I get why this is a thing, uh-huh. but I don't remember what that revelation was, and I might have just been drunker than I thought I was. Go is I. F- the reason I don't play Go is because the like range of expertise on Go is so wide. I feel like the people who are better than Go at I am uh, better at Go than I am, which is almost everyone who knows how to play Go. Is potentially so much better at. Go oh man! That there's no reason to play with them even. I knocked over the porter for those at home. Hey, was that was that a one of a kind beer, or were there were there more of those? Uh, one. Yeah. Now we should take a break while I get a wet paper towel to fix your shit. <laughs> All right, well, that crisis is uh, currently being averted. I just, I want the entire world to hear the sounds of famed internet celebrity rapper MC Frontalot cleaning my floor. Fuck! That's, that's rapper's work right there. That's what we say. Can we hire some disadvantaged immigrants to do this, please? What, there aren't any more left yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, Arpaio, Arpaio murdered them all. I like making messes way better than I like... Addressing the messes made. Hawk 715 says, Chick, I'd issue a rap battle challenge, but you have MC Frontalot with you today. So bunk that noise, brah. Man, you know the thing... I don't... So, Mega Ran 
is awesome, but I it's not for me. His his normal stuff, like his, his songs that he does, it's just like not not my not my kind of thing. Not my not my cup of tea. Too but his rappery for you. But his freestyle, like the his ability to just make up things. Isn't that impressive? It it is one of those things that makes me feel like I should just go jump in a hole. <laughs> right. Like it just, it, I'm like, oh God, this guy, this guy has so much more than I do of a skill that I value really, really deeply as a part of my identity, right? Like I, if I am to be positively characterized by anything, it is probably going to be facility with language maybe maybe not maybe it's maybe it's my ability to have a mic set up that really accurately transmits the vibration of a table being wiped off into some (laughs) microphones as a just like ear shattering bass word um yeah and just the the fact that 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 is a thing that i just could not even begin to do every once in a while i will come up with what was we were we wrote a song parody on the fly Yesterday, like the "Hey Jesus, you're so fine." No, no, "Hey Jesus, oh my Lord." You had a really good rhyme in when we you're were so working fine. On you no, I did, I did, I did. Yeah, I, I, I very quickly wrote a thing that was almost the right number of syllables. You quickly corrected it to the right number of syllables about footprints in the sand. And a second, a second verse to that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Jesus, how you please us? You don't understand. Now I understand why there was only one set of footprints in the sand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that was pretty good, but I can do one of those a year by accident, uh-huh. right? Yeah, not and, the, not yeah, the and that guy can do for a, forty of them at will based on stuff that people are handing him per show. Yeah, and uh, man, I wish I had that brain. Like I just it, hey, me too. And you know that's my job, and like I can't freestyle, and it's a source of great shame and great envy. That my friends like Rand can do it. Well, with great yeah. shame comes great envy. If Spider-Man has taught us anything, Catatonic Monkey says, "I'd still like an explanation for Treasure Mammal." Maybe Front can chime in. I'm I'm reading this with some disdain in the in the voice because I assume uh, that there. I don't that know that he is, didn't so. enjoy them. I think he was just baffled by them. Yeah, you want me to explain? Sorry, do it. They're they're beyond language. You go there and you absorb the Treasure Mammal, mm-hmm. and so let me explain without using language. Here's my explanation. That's treasure mammal. Here's That's my explanation like. for treasure mammal. You ready? One, valuable hidden object. Two, hair and live birth. Okay. Treasure mammal. Good. Covered. You should send that to them in an email because I'll bet they would use that on their promotional material. For for serious though, yeah. Uh, Sincerity? Are they since? Do you do you feel like they're being sincere? Well, that is something I was curious. It, are they laughing at the audience or with the audience or I I think I think that what they are doing is a sincere attempt to entertain people and make them happy. Okay. Right? And because it works on me and it works really well on me, I wanted to support them in that. So you don't feel like, and I'm sure some of the people who watched it felt like they were being trolled. I understand there's, but I understand the, yeah. people who only give a shit about musicianship when they're seeing 
a music performance. I under, like I understand yeah, that. That's I not don't, I don't think that's what's happening here though, right? Like I I have to admit that to a certain extent I felt like I was trolling the con audience right. by by booking that act. But I knew I knew that there would be some people in that crowd who were genuinely touched by that act in the same way that I was. And that I hoped that it would be a, a majority. Da- yeah. Dare I hoped it would be a plurality <laughs> of them. And and it 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 paid off. I I was I was genuinely nervous about the reception they were gonna have. Especially after like I I don't know that I have seen a live show that I liked as much as uh, Sean, who was Yellow Minutes. I don't know that I have seen a show that I liked as much as that show in in ten years. Hmm. And I thought, man, I I'm gonna, I gotta book this kid to play Con because that was fucking amazing. And then a lot of people reacted really negatively to it. Huh. Hmm. A lot of people were just like, yeah, I didn't think that show was very good, but like Black Carl was great. Black Carl's awesome. You should have them play again. And it's like I like Black Carl, but. I was, even for the second time when I had already seen the show once, you know, the same songs, like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking great. Like, listening to this show makes me understand why people like live music. Like, this this makes me feel more alive than I normally feel. And the fact that the KOL community's response to that was so incongruous with mine... And maybe it wasn't so incongruous, but it wasn't like, I was also nervous about having the pasty company cater, but everybody was like, this was fucking delicious. You should do this every year from now on. And we thought, well, okay. You You should have had the pasty company perform. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I should have. There's like a lot of... A lot of uh, you should have gotten like, the burlesque act. Girls, the girls with pasty a, company. Yeah, girls with a lot of tattoos. Yeah, that's there. A couple of extra pounds on a, them. Let's there's be honest. An amount, yeah, there's an amount of there's an amount of burlesque potential in attendance at uh, among among the pasty company staff. Um, it's good though. Yeah. Both both the both the quality of the waitresses and I I have huh. to admit to being a little disappointed when it was like dudes that showed up doing it. Though I felt that maybe those dudes had been properly emasculated by larger, more committed dudes than them and thus were more capable of actually getting some catering done. <laughs> yeah. You know. And see, that proves that I'm not sexist. Because <laughs> if I were if I were sexist, I would be like, "What, serving me food? I can't believe you sent men to do that." Right. But no, yeah. I also acknowledge that serving food to like 200 people is like difficult. So, sure. oh, a difficult task. I can't believe you didn't send men. So maybe, maybe I am sex. I don't even remember anything. Downton Abbey. All right, let's do it. Next question. I, I think that's all the questions. What? Yeah. Let's make up like a, a question. It's like a KOL question. Catatonic Monkey says, I'd still like an explanation for Treasure Mammal. Maybe Front can chime in. All right, here's. I have questions. What's your question? I haven't been playing the game much lately because... Or, or ever, really, right? What? I mean, you've, like, more... T- what? I've, pr- I've played hundreds of hours of KOL. Okay. That's a lot, isn't it? Is it? Well, not compared to listeners of this podcast. Yeah, I guess. I've played hundreds of hours of World of Warcraft. 
I've played I've played a lot of KOL. Okay. What level is my character? Can we look it up? Uh, well, I think it's in the 30s or 40s. So you haven't done a lot of ascending. I never ascend because and so this I wrote the whole song I wrote about right. KOL is on this topic. I understand, but I once you that get you were... way the fuck up there, you're like, oh, now I have to be level one if I want. It's just what do I get out of that? I perm a skill. I thought you were placing yourself in the theoretical position of someone who didn't well, ascend. I don't. I'm trying to approach it as if I were a real creature in the universe. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't always believe that everything you rap about are things that have happened directly to you. Is <laughs> yeah. that a mistake? You got a custom title. Yeah. I so didn't I believe that you had what, you what? It says, or... no, I'm a level something, a th whatever. Are you level X greatest yeah. rapper? The yeah. world's yeah. X. So you're the, 30, I, you're the level I, get, I become a worse greatest rapper the higher I get in nice. the game. I mean, I guess that's true because the more I'm time you, you spend fucking that. around that playing video happy. games, the worse and, I Yeah, the worse the you get at rapping. Because uh, those other rappers, they're young. They're committed. Yeah. They're practicing every fucking day. Every day. They don't get asthma every attacks. Day, every day. Every day. They're hustling. And you're <laughs> fucking around playing these video games. <laughs> so I haven't played lately because... Uh, Diablo fucking three came out, and I got hooked on that. Wow. Shit. Okay, so you've played seventy one thousand five hundred. I'm sorry that I. I'm sorry that I doubted you. Is that a substantial amount? That's a pretty. I, I mean, seventy one thousand five. Like of anything. Yeah. Turns. I yeah. played seventy one thousand turns and yeah. a half. Seventy one and a half thousand turns of your game. Thank yeah. you very much. Your favorite booze is Supernova Champagne. Yeah. <sighs> Hey, you're the proud bearer of a Mr. Accessory Jr., even though you didn't know what it did. We talked about that. I oh, didn't sure. know what I explained it to you earlier. <laughs> I told you somebody gave me that. <laughs> somebody gave me that. Somebody gave me a fucking tiny plastic sword. Those are valuable, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Those are from a now long I time ago. Now I can drink fancy-ass oh, cocktails. you're in sparkle motion. Yeah, I am. Oh, thanks I for being out. in my clan. Oh, look, I hang out in Scully's you're clan. You're 34, you fucking liar. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't what? That doesn't update automatically. Oh, that's yeah, why. I know. In other words, I've what? been playing uh, yeah, for four old, years. How old am I at these least. days? <laughs> why doesn't that update automatically? Well, how are you going to know when your birthday is? Why doesn't a, your gender update automatically? There was, <laughs> <laughs> there was <laughs> a... Yeah, I'm still 35, so this is There sorry. you go. See? Uh, so, what... <sighs> Kappa. <laughs> oh right, because if we we did we didn't want to acknowledge that that was real information, <laughs> and so because otherwise everybody who said they were three as a joke would have made us felons. Right. I don't know actually. That, you're not. Is this true? You're not allowed really to true. retain the email address of a twelve year old. Is that right? Yeah. Which you is have to why. Be 13. Which is why we don't. It's probably it it probably puts us in violation of that crap to have a space where you can type in your age and not res and then not throw away their email address if they write twelve there. Yeah. Don't we say when you're creating an account that you certify you're thirteen years I old? I don't think that we do. Because yeah, you do. Really? Yeah, I think you do. Oh, I haven't made an account since six years ago. I don't, six years I don't ago. think since so. Since you were thirteen years my, old. My. <laughs> well, that's not the right thing. My approach to all of this internet privacy and child protection law bullshit has just to has just been to pretend that I live in a world where That's everybody not, can just be trusted exist. to be reasonable and none of that shit exists <laughs> wait I didn't get to ask my question my game question ask your question because I haven't been playing lately like this year I haven't played much because of Diablo yeah, 3 yeah there's nothing there like okay. so it did. but at con I hung out with a bunch of avid players and I heard one 
complaining, and I'd like you both to address this. Okay. What was he complaining about? He or she was complaining about a new Ascension path. Wait, you couldn't tell what gender this player was? I'm trying to He be... doesn't see gender because he's a good person. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um... <coughs> <clears throat> he or she might have had a bikini on, and it might have been very clear who, uh, what gender was being presented. But listen, he or she was complaining about a new ascension path that you guys have made called... Zombie Slayer? Yes. Okay. That allows you to what? Perm two, two things? What, at the end of it? Is that what it is? No. Every zombie slayer you run, every zombie slayer run you do lets you perm a new zombie slayer skill at the beginning of your next zombie slayer run. So it's like everyone you do makes you better at doing zombie slayer runs. And a lot And of people, you perm a regular? No, nah, you earn the karma to perm a regular skill, but you couldn't earn it. You couldn't buy any regular skills on your Wait, I, no, I guess you can. Yeah. So you can perm two skills per run. It's but not really. Like you can perm a you can perm a skill for your run, but then you, and you also, can perm another one that only get a, affects get a zombie, zombie. You get a new zombie, zombie run. skill that's only for future zombies. that zombie are only runs. useful in future zombie runs. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might want to educate the player base about that because his or her impression was that you could suddenly perm two skills per run, and that all the shit that she worked so hard to earn was devalued. She, she, huh? Or he. <clears throat> well, so there's... By doing the zombie runs, you get bonus karma for your ascension, which does make it slightly faster to perm skills. I don't know that the complaint that it is easier for people in the present day to do things than it was for me back in the day when it was harder to do things means that we should make it harder again is a complaint that carries a whole lot of water just in the sense of, like, we are now an old enough game that there's like a generation gap hmm. who walked uphill in the snow both ways. But if you feel that perception is not justified, then maybe you want to push back on the perception. Yeah, but we do, but it doesn't do, you, do any good. Yeah, but how do you do that? By explaining why well, what so we dumb. do is we agree with them and we tell them, yeah, you're right, no. this is the worst thing that we have ever done. And then they go, oh, no, it's yeah, not that wow, bad. Yeah, wow, that's total, that is total bullshit. And you should. <laughs> nice callback. Are you we hot? Because if you're hot, maybe you should blow us. But, like, if not, if or if you're a dude, then maybe don't. What if you're a hot dude? Well, I don't know. Boom. Let me, let me 10%. Roll a, let me roll a D10 and see if it, <laughs> see if it comes up .3 or lower. And we'll, uh, we'll see whether it's all right. Hey, uh, you know this has been uh, this has been a, a show. What show are we even on? Uh, we're doing next Monday's uh, yeah. radio show. We're doing KOL Hot Dog. Uh, yes, we're doing Kingdom <laughs> of Loathing Hot Dog, starring ten dozen minutes of Mr. Skullhead and Jick. Yay! Hey, that means I ain't got shit to do Monday night. Yeah, I know. We don't have to. We don't actually have to talk to. We don't actually have to talk to each other. Oh my god! Really? I just keep on drinking all the way through next Monday. Thank God for that. I know. All right. Good night, everybody. Bye. Okay.